Lord, let us not not forget that, Lord. Thank you for that reminder. You're holy. You're worthy to be praised. That's why we can stand. That's why we can be in this place this morning. That's why we can lift our hands this morning, because you are holy. You are holy. That's our foundation. Your holiness. stay in this moment for a little bit longer in whatever way you want to do this this morning just express to God this morning how holy he is how worthy he is for your praise and how worthy he is for your worship maybe you want to say it out loud maybe you want to sing it maybe you just want to think it maybe you just have that feeling inside of you you are holy you alone are holy. You are perfect in all of your ways. There is no one that stands close to you. And that's why we can worship you this morning. That's why we can give our lives to you. Because you are holy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In one of those moments that we could just sit in for a bit. <laughs> um, I feel like a bit rude being like, stop. No, you can keep that feeling. You can keep those thoughts. <laughs> you can keep that prayer. <laughs> That's up to you. Whew. Another welcome to church this morning. I feel great. I came in here this morning not feeling that great, but I'm all about it. I <laughs> Thank you so much. Donna and Rod for sharing. That was so incredible. And for me personally, when you shared that scripture, Donna, just when you prepare a message, sometimes it's really like, am I saying what God wants me to say? Is this the right thing? Whatever. And then someone shares the same verse that you're going to preach from. (laughs) And you're like, okay, I think that's what you want to say this morning. (laughs) So that's fun. Um, Oh, yes. Just pop it like right in the front. Thank you. Thank you, Susie. How cool is Susie's hair? It's so fuzzy and beautiful. Um, <laughs> you guys all right? Doing good? Good? What did you say, Dave? But it's not level. Well, luckily, no one actually has to live in this house, so it's going to be okay. This is Winnie's house. Win- Winnie's house. She doesn't live here, but... <laughs> You're right? <laughs> That's because I don't know what's under there. I really, yeah. Just if you ignore that, it'll be fine. Um, if you can. Um, so I asked Winnie this morning, I said, hey, Winnie, I'm speaking at church this morning. Do you think it would be okay if I bring your doll's house? And she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, crap, that's the whole thing. It's really helpful. And then I kind of explained what I was going to talk about. And she was like, yeah, okay, you can. But can I play with it afterwards? And I was like, yeah, it's not going to live here. So. This is a visual aid for you guys. Um, ooh, oh, you flipped it up. That's exciting. Um, I'm all about, like, trying to... In, um, I can't think of the word. Because everyone learns differently. So you might be an oral learner or you might be a visual learner. Um, so I try and get it all in there. Um, so this is for your, for your viewing pleasure. Thanks, mate. Um, I do have a sticker on my laptop that says, I feel tired. So, 
just <laughs> some of you might be able to relate to that, so we'll just put that there and um, we'll remember that. <laughs> why not? So just in case I don't make sense, you know why. <laughs> um, I'm tired. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Karen and I have the privilege of sharing this morning and I'm excited. So Elijah and I, the, um, the guy that was standing here doing the cool things with the keys, um, we are married and we have two kids and they are wonderful even in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't think that I told my son he was wonderful then, but um, it was in my spirit. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be speaking this morning on the upper room. And I just want to share a story before I get into it about Winnie, who's my daughter. And she, she's almost four, and she, she's so beautiful and she's so smart and she's so wonderful. And one of the things I love about Winnie is she is very, she's very cautious around people that she doesn't know. And I totally love that because you know she's not going to get into any trouble with just running off with a stranger, which is good news. She will, she will scream or punch you or something. <laughs> um, and <laughs> connection is so special to her that she, she'll take time to find that trust with someone. Um, and I love that so much. I can relate to that myself. And we've come to realise with Winnie that she, she needs a plan and she needs um, some structure in her life. So she doesn't do that well with surprises, um, much like her dear father. Um, <laughs> so no surprise parties around here for them. Um, and I had some friends around the other day and uh, just some mums with some babies and some kids. And it turned out there was about 14 kids in the house including a few unborn. One that is now born, Kelly and Dan had their baby on Wednesday. Woo! Yay! Um, so there was quite a lot of children in the house and mothers. And I thought to myself beforehand, I'm like, Winnie's not going to do well with this if I don't explain it to her and give her some, you know, some preparation and some um, support around this. So I let her know that who was coming. And for the most part, she knew everyone was coming. She was happy that Clara was going to be there, her little best friend. And... But there was someone that I invited that she doesn't know. And so I told her her name and I told her her kids' names and we had a little conversation about it and she said to me, she's like, when they come, I'm going to show them my bedroom. And I thought, awesome. So that's cool because she does that with some people. You come into a house and if, if she knows you enough, she'll say, come and see my room, and which is really cute. And some people are like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Just trot along down the hallway with her. Um, and... So when these people were coming up the driveway, we've got a big long driveway, and I saw them down the bottom of the hill, and I said, Winnie, um, this person is coming. And she ran out the door, and she waited there, and she was so excited, and as soon as they were in earshot, she said, come and see my room, come and see my room. <laughs> and they were a bit like, okay. <laughs> um, but that was her way of being like, come in, I, I want to be friends with you, I want, to come, I want you to come into my special place. And... So that's what she did, and now she knows these people, and the next time she sees them, she'll know who they are, she'll know their names, um, and that's her, her special way if someone comes into her space to, um, to make that friendship happen. And I want to talk about another room this morning called the, whoa, called the upper room. <laughs> the whoa upper room. <laughs> um, so the upper room is mentioned a couple of times in, in the Bible, and it's a place where Jesus and his disciples and a bunch of others met together and prayed together and fellowshiped together and spent time together and were intimate together for different occasions. So I've got some scriptures of where different um, places, different times that they were in that place. 
So Luke 22, 7 to 13. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat at the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room, the upper room, where, may, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. So, so many things in that verse that I can't get into because that will just take too long. But just as I was reading, I thought, how cool this is. Where do you want us to prepare for it? He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. And often it feels like God and the Spirit and Jesus are not very obvious. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when you're like, just give me the answer I need or give me the thing I need. Jesus is really clear here, and I love that. And even more so, a man carrying a jar of water. In that day, men didn't carry water. Women did the hard yards <laughs> and carried the water. So that's really obvious. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> um, so that's a freebie for you. <laughs> So the Passover happened in the upper room. The disciples were prayed for by Jesus in the upper room. Jesus found them in the upper room after he was resurrected. And I love the verses around that. I, I don't have time to go into it now, but um, it says something in the Bible about Jesus found them in the upper room. The door was locked, but he went in. I'm like, did he just go through the door? <laughs> really? Actual? What? I didn't have time to go into that, but that sounds very exciting. So there's another freebie for you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just dishing them out today. It's exciting. Um, <laughs> so the upper room is where the disciples and others had a lot of um, intimate experiences with Jesus. So this is the upper room, as you can see. Um, there are orange flowers. And there's a picture, for those of you who can't see it, of a family, and they have no faces. So that's creepy. Um, I'm not... That's really... Disturbing. Um, so let's just pretend that this is the upper room of the house. So this is the place where Jesus had his intimate encounters with the disciples. And imagine being one of the disciples, being in that room, waiting for Jesus to come, and then having face-to-face -face conversations with Jesus. Before he was going to die, after he came back, that's where they had some incredible moments with him. And in the upper room, Jesus promised the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, to come upon them and to live in them which is where the verses that Donna shared, we're in sync. This is great. <laughs> so Jesus said this to the disciples. So they're having this big spiel about he's going to go and he's going to come back. And they're all like, what are you talking about? And he said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I'm going to read that again for effect. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Not just for a short time. Jesus was with them for a short time. But to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Remember that, spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. That's massive. Imagine hearing that from Jesus, him saying, so I'm going to leave, and I'm going to give you this thing, and it's going to be in you. You'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> um, 
And so now, Jesus is about to go and he's promised the Holy Spirit. He's promised this incredible thing, this incredible spirit, the spirit of truth to come and live inside of you and be with you forever. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, instead of us, this is really important, instead of us going to a special room to be with God, just like the disciples did, so they would have gone up to this room, waited for him, had the experiences with him, he would have left. Instead of us going to a special room to be with God, he now resides inside of us. From a limited access to unlimited access with God. I heard a, um, a song, I don't know if it was just an impromptu song or whether they'd um, pre-thought about it. Um, I saw on Instagram recently, Elevation Church, and they were singing a song that went, what would you do if Jesus came into the room, or words to that effect? What would you say if he walked into the room today? I want you to just think about that for a second. If Jesus Christ walked into the room today, what would you say to him? What would you, what would you ask him? What would you think? Would you run to him or would you run away from him? Just have a think about that. What would you do if he walked in the room? Now, the incredible thing about the Holy Spirit is just as I said before, the unlimited access that we have to the Spirit. The Spirit and Jesus and the Father are so close that they're one. So imagine the disciples being in that room talking to Jesus and him saying that he's going to go, but the Spirit's going to stay with him. They could talk to him whenever they wanted. They had the unlimited access to God the Father, to Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly the same Spirit that lives in us today. When you accept the Holy Spirit in your life, when you understand, to whatever extent, I feel like I understand this much out of like, woo that he lives inside of you, you have unlimited access to God. I wonder if we, if we believed that a little bit more than we believe it now, how much our lives would be different. Unlimited access. Whenever I ask the Holy Spirit this week to speak to me about this message, just simple things. God, what do you want to say to these people? Whoever's in this room this morning, what would you want to say to them? And he just, I just really felt like he wanted me to go back to basic, basics and just talk about how he's available always. Unlimited access. I'm just going to keep saying it because I feel like I need it a couple more times. Um, unlimited access. Unlike the upper room, the Holy Spirit is available anywhere at any time. I was going to get someone to come up and have this on their shirt for a while, but... I won't, because they'll be standing here for ages. Um, and then I thought it would be fun to just, like, bash this whole house with a big hammer, but that's not okay. Um, <laughs> Winnie would cry a thousand times. Oh, thank you. If, if you want, there's some more. Um, I put some... <laughs> I put some more tape in the garage, <laughs> just in case it fell off. Hey, so Jocelyn, if I don't give this back, that's where it is. It's hiding in the garage. Thank you, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Very practical. There should be a car in there, but that's okay. So just like I was talking about before with Winnie, um, she has a special room in our home. 
And we all have special rooms in our houses. And often that's our bedroom, that's our special space where um, no one else has access to except for us and our husband or wife, if we're married. Um, rooms, some rooms require an invitation to come into um, and others don't. So if someone came into my house, I just naturally would expect that if they wanted to go to the bathroom, they could. They don't necessarily need to ask. They might just say, where's the bathroom? And I would tell them. Um, or if they needed a glass of water or something and felt comfortable enough to go into the kitchen and get that, they would be totally okay. But if someone just walked into my bedroom, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sometimes with Winnie, she will take people around the house and then you find like her and her friends like on our bed. I'm like, get out. It just feels like violation of privacy, you know, she's fine. Um, <laughs> but there's, yeah, those special rooms that only you have access to. But whoever has access to the special rooms has access to the whole house. So Elijah and I have access to our room, and which means we have access to our whole house. So we can go into whatever room we want, um, probably except for Aidan and Tiara's room. We would ask first. <laughs> um, but we have access to the whole house because we have access to the special rooms. If, we, if our hearts, if our lives are the upper room for the Holy Spirit... If we've created a special place for him, a special room, that could be your heart, if you want to visualise that. If we've created an upper room for the Holy Spirit, then we have given him access to the whole house, to our whole lives. How different does that make you think of, (laughs) like, it just kind of, it blows me away when I think about it, that if we invite the Holy Spirit in, the Spirit of God, God being the one that created the whole world, God that gives us very breath, very life, that his spirit would be inside of us. <laughs> Elijah just got the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of message, the kind of thing that you want to remember on the daily, you know? The spirit of God, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus who was dead and now alive, that had the power to forgive everybody's sin before it even happened. That exact spirit, not just a version of it or not just a little part of it, that spirit lives in us. And when we create enough room for that Holy Spirit, then we give him access to our whole lives. In the Old Testament before Pentecost, where the spirit came like fire on all believers, spirit-filled encounters happened, they did happen, but they were happened kind of intermittently. The Spirit of God was around like he is today and gave life and power to those who he inhabited. But ever since Pentecost, the Spirit of God was unleashed into all who say, yes, I'll have me some of that. So I'm going to read about a, a dam, which I think, this is, this is another visual that I just I really, really love. So there's a, a place called the, I might say this wrong, As, Aswan, it's like Aslan. Aswan, Aswan, I don't know, a dam (laughs) in Egypt. (laughs) Um, And this is, someone's written this to kind of help us understand what the difference between before Pentecost, so before Jesus came and was like, I've got the spirit for you and it's going to inhabit you if you want it to. And then after that. Now let me suggest an analogy to illustrate the experience of the spirit before and after Pentecost. So We're living in the days where Jesus was like, have the spirit. Here it is. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. 
Picture a huge dam for hydroelectric power under construction, like the Aswan High Dam on the Nile, 375 feet high and 11,000 feet across. Egypt's president announced the plan for construction in 1953. The dam was completed in 1970, and in 1971 there was a grand dedication ceremony, and the 12 turbines with their 10 billion kilowatt hour capacity were unleashed with enough power to light every city in Egypt. During the long period of construction, the Nile River wasn't completely stopped. Even as the reservoir was filling, part of the river was allowed to flow past. The country folk downstream depended on it. They drank it, they washed in it, it watered their crops and turned their mill wheels. They sailed on it in the moonlight and wrote, wrote songs about it. It was their life. But on the day when the reservoir poured through the turbines, a power was unleashed that spread far beyond the few folk down the river and brought possibilities they had only dreamed of. Pentecost is like the dedicatory opening of the Aswan High Dam. Before Pentecost, the river of God's Spirit blessed the people of Israel and was their very life. But after Pentecost, the power of the Spirit spread out to light the whole world. None of the benefits enjoyed in the pre-Pentecostal days were taken away, but 10 billion kilowatts were added to enable the church to take the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ to every tongue and every tribe and every nation. It actually, like, here's another freebie for you. It actually, oh, when I think about it, I can't comprehend it. I can't understand it. But man, I feel it. And if you've experienced the Holy Spirit, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know that feeling. And, I, <laughs> and there's so much more. There's so much more. And soon... This might be like exciting for you or a bit like nerve-wracking, but I almost want us to just like practice listening to the Holy Spirit for just a little bit because he is speaking and he is alive and he, there is billions of kilowatts of Holy Spirit power <laughs> in this very room, inside your very being. That's incredible. Like, I'm a little bit blown away right now. Um, so I'm going to say a few more things, and then I want us all to have a, have a go. See the difference. Can you see the difference of having the Holy Spirit in your life than before? Being aware of the Holy Spirit in your day will change your perspective of how good and how active he is. So I didn't put it in the slides because I didn't have enough time for it. But the other morning, I thought... I'm just going to kind of see how often the Holy Spirit, I encounter the Holy Spirit in the day. And so there was one hour on Friday morning that I came into church to, to do some stuff and I took some video, it was like a video log. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad I didn't put this on because it's so random. Um, but there was about five stories that I had in that one hour of just where I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And some of them were big and some of them were small, but it just made me realize that he actually just, oh, he's so, he's so there and he's so interested in every single moment of our life. It can be easy to remember the time that we gave our hearts to the Lord or, or we had a healing or something, a big thing, a big event and think that was my Holy Spirit moment. 
But what about all the moments in between? And I love that we've been doing this theme this month and having those conversations in life groups. And how does the Holy Spirit talk to you? How do you, how do you know that it's him? How do you know that, how can you hear his voice? Do you sense him? Do you see him? Do you feel him? How, getting that is a normal part of life for us as Christians is so important. It can change. His truth is now my reality. I love the, um, the verse back where it said the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth was going to come and reside in us. This morning when I got here, I was not feeling that great. And as I was driving here, I was like, I'm tired and I'm annoyed and my kids were annoying this morning and I just don't really want to speak this morning and so I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to be... <laughs> and I was like, and that's my truth this morning. <laughs> I don't know if you've had those feelings where you're like, if I talk to someone and they say, no, the spirit of God is great and you go, but no, this is my truth. <laughs> and then hey, the Holy Spirit thank you, um, comes along and says, actually, now that I live inside of you, my truth is your reality. That happened, and that was not a great morning, so that doesn't change that. But his truth is now my reality because he's inside of me. So I don't have to be slaved to that this morning. When I walked in here, just, yeah, feeling like not that great. I talked to someone and said, can you pray for me? I just, I need it. Um, and I walked in here and the song was playing and I just was like, God is good. Thank you. <laughs> and then when you came up, Donna, and you shared that verse, I was like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Um, it doesn't take away the fact that I'm still tired and I'll get home and just kind of lie on the floor for a while. Um, but the spirit of truth lives inside of me. So I actually am okay. I'm actually okay. And that's the difference. I love the, the verses of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, this is the kind of verses that you hear when you grow up in, in Sunday school, kids' church or whatever, and you hear it all the time, and it's so cool. Um, fruit of the Spirit. Woo. I even nearly put a picture of a fruit bowl, but then I thought, that's cheesy as. So I didn't. Um, for the fruit of the Spirit. So if you have the Spirit of God living inside of your heart, living living inside of you, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the very living God living inside of you, that these fruit will come out of your life. So you'll know if the Spirit is active, if these things are evident in your life. And you could ask people around you if you feel bold enough to say, does this kind of look like me? Does this sound like me? Do I sound like this? And you can kind of have a look and be like, oh, maybe there are areas in my life that I'm not quite letting him into. Maybe the garage <laughs> or maybe the bathroom or whatever in your life, you know, not the actual garage. Um, are these things obvious in my life? Am I, are they kind of a work in progress in my life? So they don't have to be perfect because this is crazy. This fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God that lives inside of you produces fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what a life in the Spirit should look like. And I don't want you to kind of look at that and be like, oh, I, I struggle with all those things. Same. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, you can. <laughs> um, 
But is, can you look back on your life and think, I actually used to not be very kind, but I gave my heart to Christ. The Spirit of God is living inside me, and now I have moments of kindness. That's the Spirit of God being alive, being active in your life. Whew, they're big words. <laughs> big words. But when we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, and when you let him, let him speak to you, let him, not let him just stay in there, but let him come out of you. Let him, let him speak into your life. Let him, when you ask him questions, when you think, I don't know what to do, Spirit, help me. Or um, wonderful thing has happened, and you go, God, I just know that was you. Like with you, Josephine, the whole movie thing, God was in it the whole way through, and you saw his faithfulness. You saw his faithfulness, and he saw your faithfulness through that whole time. You didn't give up. You carried on. So incredible. If you see those things in your life or someone else's life and maybe you hadn't before, you'll know that the Spirit of God is alive and active inside of you. Elijah, do you want to come up and play the keys? I want to give us just a couple of moments just to yourself. Maybe turn the lights off and if you'd like to stand, maybe you can sit or whatever. Do whatever you want. Actually, no, let's stand. Let's move the blood. Ooh. Get the blood pumping in your leggies. And I want you each, if this, if this is new for you, you can just stand there and watch, or you can try it out, up to you. If this is not new for you, maybe think about it in a, in a different way, or, or just go back to the way that you know that you've experienced the Spirit before. And I want you each in your own way. Maybe you want to think about a person and say, just ask the Spirit now in your own way, what would you want to say to them? Maybe there's a situation in your life that you want, this, you want some guidance with. Just ask Him now. What would you want to say to that? Maybe there's some just really unknowns in your life and you just want some help. Maybe you have, I will stop talking soon, I promise. Um, maybe you don't have a very good view of yourself. So maybe bring that to him this morning. Just ask him, what would you say to me this morning? What would you want to say to this person? What would you want to say to this situation? I'm just going to give a few moments of just Elijah playing and no one talking. And just listen. He might give you a picture. You might hear a voice. You might just sense something. You might get a feeling. You might get a word. And just own that. Own that thing. Own it.
God, that you love us so much that you would speak to us. Thank you that you would not just confine yourself to one room, that you would you just explode like a, like a dam. Thank you that you that you have so many things to say to us, Lord. Thank you that you want to speak to us, that you would give us pictures or give us words or give us feelings that just point us to Jesus, our Saviour. Thank you that that's your role as the Spirit of God to point us to Jesus. I just thank you for each word, each picture, each feeling that you've dropped into these incredible people's lives, Lord. That it wouldn't just stay in this moment, but that the fruit of the Spirit would just come out of them. We ask for more. We ask for more. We don't want to be a tree with just a few apples. We want to be just so overwhelmed with fruit that people start to take that fruit and, and want some of it and ask questions and, 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 and want to know more about it, Lord. Let us be those people. Let us be that church. Let us be those life groups that people just, oh, they want to know. They want to, they want to come in. They want to ask. They want to know more. Because the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of your Spirit is coming out of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you did get something, which I believe that the Spirit is, is speaking to everyone here, and write it down. If it's for someone else, tell them. <laughs> Often I get words for people when I think, oh, I'll do it later, and then forget about it. Do it now. Go find that person. Maybe you need to ring someone. Maybe you need to send a message. Do it. If it's a feeling that you have that maybe was overwhelming or maybe you haven't had that feeling before, maybe it was a fuller feeling than usual, just experience it. Be in it. Be in that moment. Whatever comes out of that moment, just be in that moment. Be with the Spirit. Be with the Father, the loving Father, the gracious Father. Because He's just, He wants to speak. And He wants to call you to more. And He wants to encourage you. And He wants to just love you. And He wants to give you good things, good gifts. He wants to. And like Rod said before, He loves to. He really loves to. So I can just imagine Him in this moment being like, yes, these people want to hear my voice. I'm going to speak. And maybe, maybe He didn't speak to you or maybe you didn't hear Him this morning. Go do it at home. It's free. It's a freebie. <laughs> you, can, you can have it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. In every moment of every day, it's yours. It lives in you. He doesn't just put it there and he's going to take it away later. It's yours now. That's the Spirit of God. You own that. That's yours. You get to do with it what you want. Good things come from that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. 